The Talking Point on SAFM. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Thirteen minutes past ten. Thank you very much for your voice notes and uh, all of the messages that you're sending through on the Talking Point. Uh, this is the Talking Point on SAFM as we lead the conversation. Join anytime on the studio line 086-000-2032. That's 086-000-2032. The SMS line 41391. And that SMS will come to you at 150. The WhatsApp line 61 410 7. We're on Twitter. We are at SFM Radio and hashtag SFM Talking Point. Land. Why are we not moving forward is the question that we are asking in this hour. We are continuing our build-up to Freedom Day. Remember, we said we're focusing uh, on all issues that relate to uh, freedom and where we are in this journey of our freedom in this country. And we're doing it with a series of interviews pertaining to our road to democracy. Today, we thought to talk about the issue of land, which uh, remains a very thorny issue. And none of the regimes from Nelson Mandela's government, Thabo Mbeki's government, Jacob Zuma's uh, government, up to now, the Cyril Ramaphosa government seem to be able to give a concrete solution. What is it that seems to make the land issue so difficult for our country to manage? To, <coughs> excuse me, to help us navigate this issue, we're joined online on the line by Dr. Matole Motsekha, the former chair of the Ad Hoc Committee on Land Expropriation and, of course, uh, NC member, Temba Godi, leader of the African People's Conversation and also former SCOPA chair in uh, Parliament. Uh, good morning to the both of you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time. Good morning to you and thank you for the invitation. Fantastic. Maybe we start then with you, uh, Mr. I mean, Dr. Motsekha, to get, uh, you know, there's articles of yours that are, I read uh, where you highlighted the history of this uh, land issue so eloquently. And I was hoping for the purposes of our readers, considering the average South African is about 27 years old, you can give the same background to the issue of land and how we end up finding ourselves here. Um, to the, yourself and the listeners, uh, I must say that uh, unless and until all of us understand where we are and how we got here in terms of land, we will not be able to resolve this question because uh, the arrival of the Dutch settlers and the arrival of the British settlers is the source of the problem we find ourselves in. The Dutch and British settlers violently dispossessed African people of their land and natural resources, with the result that uh, Africans remained with 90, with uh, 7% of the total surface of South Africa while the minority settlers uh, took violently uh, 93% of the land surface and 95% of the productive capacity of the land. And now when the Union of South Africa was established in 1913, in 1910, Africans had only about 7% of the total surface of the land. 
And now that constitution entrenched this historical injustice. And in 1913, this historic injustice was made uh, law. Now, therefore, the critical question that faced the negotiators uh, in 1994 was the land question. But the ruling ANC government was not confused. Uh, in 1988, uh, uh, guidelines for a demonstrative South Africa, O.R. Tambo said, unless the land question is resolved, African people will remain set in poverty forever. And now you will agree with me that African people are still trapped in a worsening poverty, and that's why the governing party has been uh, wanting to address the triple challenge of poverty, unemployment, and inequalities. And therefore, unless and until the land question is resolved, it means that uh, our democracy will uh, remain and our freedom will remain an empty slogan. Yeah. M- Mr. Godi, I want to apologize to you. When I was introducing you, I said the leader of the African People's Conversation. I suppose it's because we have a slogan ourselves here at SAFM saying we're leading the conversation, and I apologize. You are the leader of the African uh, People's Convention and uh, former Scopa Chair. Good morning. According to your interpretation of history, how do we end up here and why are we not able to deal with the issue of uh, land restitution decisively? Thanks very much for having me. Uh, And for this very important uh, topic, because uh, political power is not economic power. And the primary means of production is the land. To the extent that the land question is not resolved means that the door towards economic emancipation remains closed. We must never be ahistorical. As Dr. Msecha narrated, there is a history. And the land ownership patterns in the country continue to reflect that history that history of dispossession and the fact that uh, 30 years down the line we have not been able to you know break uh, the old colonial patterns wherein the african people occupy dry unproductive land and all the productive land is in the hands of uh, white people as well as uh, foreigners we the African people in this country were dispossessed, just like our brothers in, and sisters in Mozambique, Zimbabwe, all over Africa. Um, and what we've done post-1994 has been to deal with a whole range of issues, but getting around this fundamental question uh, of land disposition and the need for land reposition. And to the extent that uh, land still remains in the hands of the minority. The economic position of the African people remains that of destitution. And it is our belief that uh, central to any process of emancipation should be ensuring that the land is repossessed 
and it is socialized in the hands of the people. Mr. Motsaka, I mean, Dr. Motsaka, I, ca- I come back to you. Uh, you know, four uh, democratic uh, presidents in, the ANC is finding it difficult to resolve the issue of land restitution in our country. Tell me why, because it's not only the Ramaphosa dispensation that is struggling with it. Uh, you know, former President Mandela, former Presidents Mandela, Mbeki, uh, and Zuma equally struggled. Tell me why the, the ANC is not able able to resolve the issue of uh, land restitution decisively? Uh, bear in mind that uh, our constitution is in what we call constitution uh, a, a confidence building mechanism because the, the ANC had, won, had not won power in the battlefield. It had to negotiate, and in a negotiated settlement, there uh, is give and take. But uh, in this giving and take, we had a situation where the negotiators deviated from uh, the position of the ANC, which was to say, amongst all other things, the land question had to be resolved to ensure that African people don't remain trapped in poverty forever. And now the negotiators agreed on Section 25 of the Constitution. And that Section 25 of the Constitution made it extremely difficult for the ANC government to address the land question. But actually, if they are... uh, officials that were charged or politicians who were charged with this responsibility understood the question, this problem would not have arisen because the subsection 28 of section 25 says that nothing embodied in section 25 should uh, constrain the government from addressing the injustices of the past. And what are the injustices of the past? The Constitution, the preamble of the Constitution itself, says we should address the injustices of the past. Now, I think that uh, both government and the court have run away from a clear imperative that we must address the injustices of the past. This injustice are the violent disposition of uh, land and mineral and uh, natural resources belonging to the African people. And unless you address that fundamental question, you cannot deal with the poverty, unemployment, and inequality in uh, this country. So let's forgive the ANC government and all involved for not having addressed this question timely, because there were other priorities, for instance, uh, dismantling the structures of apartheid, letting them, and addressing other uh, policy matters. But as matters state uh, stands today, the ANC is uh, constrained by the multi-party democracy in Parliament, because the, the most of the parties in Parliament were established for the purpose 
of accessing resources and not for pursuing the revolution, uh, which meant that we had to gain not only political authority, freedom in this country, by both social and economic freedom. And you can't achieve social and economic freedom unless you resolve the land question. So the ANC is not failing, uh, has not failed. The problem is that uh, there's a multiplicity of political parties who have no uh, understanding of the nature of the revolution that we have been pursuing from uh, even before 1912. So if there's no cohesive um, agreement, Mr. Gordy, on, 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 on Section 25 uh, regards the issue of uh, land restitution, does that fundamentally mean there has to be a change that gets made in the Constitution to make sure that we get to the issue of land restitution? Yeah, well, true. Um, firstly, during the negotiation of the current Constitution, the Africanists, argued in Parliament that land should not be classified as property and it should therefore be removed from any reference in Section 25. Uh, Land must be declared a national inheritance that must not be used as a commodity that can be exchanged for money. It is an inheritance for generations to come. Secondly, I believe that... uh, Inasmuch as there could be constraints arising out of uh, the democratic process, um, I do think that uh, there are conflicting perspectives about the extent to which the ANC itself uh, has been committed to the fundamental resolution of the land question. Does the totality of the ANC talk like Dr. Mutsekha? Because if they did as an organization, I think we'll be far. Hmm. You recall that uh, President Beggy said, no, we don't have a lens problem. We have a health problem. Your line. Uh, Your line is letting me down. Uh, No, no. Uh, I, I lost you at the point where you, you were telling us where, what uh, former President Tabumbeki said around the issue of land. Yeah, well, there we I go. can hear Much you better. well. I, That's better. I hope it's not sabotage, but mm-hmm. I could hear you very well. Okay. I'm, I'm saying that uh, President Nicky, when he was president, and when the ANC had more than two-thirds majority, said we don't have a land problem in South Africa, we have a housing problem. Hmm. So meaning that uh, he would not be at the head of pushing for the kind of change that Dr. Tamsecha is talking about. Uh, in the last but one conference of the ANC, they adopted a policy of expropriation of land without compensation. And President Becky roundly attacked that resolution. The ANC attempted to implement that resolution. That's why Dr. Msecha heading a parliamentary committee. But in their last conference, I don't know what the final outcome was. They had moved away from land expropriation to begging white farmers to donate land. So what you also see is the 
the ruling party, the majority party, has had an impact on what is done on the left person. Yes, we may believe that the constitution. Mr. Mr. Gordy, I'm going to ask the producers to I'm going to ask you to pause in your response and ask the producers to call you back so that uh, we get uh, you know clarity on your line because your line is letting I think points that are very poignant uh, down uh, that are not coming through. You were at the point where you're we talking about uh, the NC in their last conference and 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 uh, you know them wanting uh, white farmers to donate land uh, to black people in South Africa and and maybe Mr. Motsaka apply your mind as I go to news headlines to the question I wanted to ask you next, uh, Dr. Motaka. I wanted to ask you, could the problems that the ANC um, are facing internally, and, and those are many, you know, palapala uh, notwithstanding, could those problems have ended up overshadowing, uh, you know, the resolve of the ANC to deal decisively with the issue of land restitution? We are talking land with uh, Dr. Matole Motaka and uh, Mr. Temba Godi. Mr. Temba Godi is the leader of the African People's uh, Convention and also former Skopa chair. Uh, his line has been letting us down a little bit. Dr. Matola Motsaka, as you may or may not know, is the former chair of the Ad Hoc Committee on Land Expropriation and member of the ANC. We're going to go to news headlines with Zolega Kotashe. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Just in, t- in case you, you just joined us, we're continuing our build-up to Freedom Day uh, with a series of interviews pertaining to our road to democracy. As you know, uh, next week is the 29th commemoration of, uh, you know, Democratic South Africa. Freedom Day, it's called. That's why this is Freedom Month. So today we thought to talk about the issue of land, which is, uh, you know, as thorny today as it probably was under the Mandela regime, uh, the regimes of Mandela, um, Becky, uh, Zuma, up to now, the Cyril Ramaphosa uh, one, seem to be, you know, unable to give us a concrete solution on the issue of land. What is it that seems to make the the issue of land so difficult for our country? And we invited Dr. Matole Motsaka, the former chair of the Ad Hoc Committee on Land Expropriation and a member of the NC, Temba Godi, was uh, or is the leader of the African uh, People's Convention and he is, of course, as you know, the former Skopa chair in parliament. Uh, Mr. Godi, I'm hoping now the line is better and it's clear. You were at the point where you were talking about, uh, you know, the challenges of the ANC in being decisive in uh, their conferences on the issue of land. And you were saying uh, in the last conference, for example, the tone that they had taken was, you know, that of saying, you know, farmers, uh, I'm assuming Africana farmers, must donate the land yeah uh, thanks very much yes um but i want to maybe be forward looking and say what what needs to be done and i'll be interested to hear what dr mtsecha will have to say about this mm-hmm. um my my view or our view as the apc is that uh, number one we need to remove land from section 25 being referred to as part of property Mm. Uh, number two, uh, we were dispossessed of our land. Now, to reverse that process means we must repossess our land. And what what the Boers did in 1913 was just to pass an act 
And once it became legal, whatever followed else was just administrative process. So we believe that we need to uh, pass an act which should also, you know, involve changing the some parts of the constitution to say, henceforth, land is land is uh, is a national property uh, in the custodian of the state, socialized uh, in the hands of the people, and then go on to like declare that you can only have one farm as Matole Mutsecha or as Temba Godi, and to also regulate uh, farm sizes, because right now you have people who have 10 farms, 11 farms. Uh, one farmer would have a farm as big as uh, my Matsavana village, uh, and, and as such, reflecting levels of inequality. But if it's regulated in law, then we'll ensure that we are all able to share and we can ensure that young people, women, and working class people have equitable access to land like everybody else. Yeah. Do you want to respond, Dr. Motsaka? Uh, no, yes. Uh, I think that uh, before I deal with the question, the suggestion on the way forward, I must remind the, uh, the listeners that the ANC has consistently said that there are three ways of addressing the land question. It is restitution, redistribution, and security of tenure. Why restitution? Because African people were violently dispossessed of the land as a people. And therefore, you cannot come and say that we must uh, uh, repossess the land and put it in the hands of the state. The first thing is to say we were violently dispossessed of the land. We know that uh, before 1910, we were ruled by monarchs, both kings and kings, who waged uh, protected wars of uh, resistance against the colonizer. And those people are entitled to have the land restricted to them. And in the past 25 years, some restitution has taken place. So we cannot write of restitution. Because redistribution may also end up with a situation where you give what belongs to A to B. So we can't start there. We must address restitution. And land tenure security is important. But if you look at the farms today, the farmers have employed foreigners because the foreigners are not unionized. Now some foreigners were on the land for more than 25 years. Now if you say land tenure, you also have to check who is on the land as matters stand now. But uh, to come to what uh, uh, my brother Godi is saying, you, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. So you can't just pass an expropriation law because that expropriation law must be subject to the Constitution. So it may not achieve uh, the objectives of land uh, expropriation. So I think that the position that the ANC has advanced during the uh, uh, debate on land expropriation remains valid. And uh, if the ANC position is followed, 
we have a solution. But the ANC is unable to succeed because of this multiplicity of parties who are in parliament for their stomach and not for a revolutionary process. We have uh, listeners who want to join the conversation and ask you questions. I'm going to ask you to uh, jot down the questions because I'm going to play some uh, back-to-back voice notes. And then uh, we are also going to go to phone calls. Uh, There's listeners that want to ask the both of you gentlemen a question. Let's hear the voice notes first. Good morning to you, uh, KG. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Mocheka is uh, dilly-dallying with this land question in Section 25. We have a land claim for restitution at Howick in KZN, and my relatives are are poor. They are waiting for a small payout to survive. The land is right opposite a millionaire retirement home called Amberfield. The government has offered a meager 600,000 for four acres of land confiscated under the Group Areas Act. Land in this area for 300 square meters goes for over 500,000. Then Concord comes out and say all land claims on restitution before 1998 must be first settled first. Hence, large farms were given to trustees appointed by some land claims, which now lies idle and is white elephants. Thank you, Frank Maritzburg. Uh, good morning, KG and SAFM listeners. It's Duelo Kimberly. I mean Kimberly. KG. A revolution is informed by reality. We must face reality as the ANC. I'm an ANC. The issue of land, we had two-third majority. We failed to address that thing. We failed to address that thing, and we failed also to address the issue of the affirmative action. And the issue of uh, the land, it's a burning issue because how can a minority have so much land and majority? We are landless. First they said willing seller, willing buyer. Now they, again they said uh, the whites, the minority must donate the land. It means, uh, KG, we are far from getting what is ours. Duelo Kimberly. Thank you. Hi, KG. Yes, nice question regarding land. I stay in the Northwest province in the Madigwe region. And my observation is that the pilot that they did with the Skins Drift community has failed. I mean, there are lots of projects that has failed in the Northwest where land was given back to the people. And at this stage, it's not really producing anything in state. It has grown trees. Uh, now, Zimbabwe also took the same, very same road of, of land. But what makes your uh, guest to believe that land would have made things better in South Africa when it did not work in any country in the African countries? Thank you for the voice notes that have, have come through. Uh, Dr. Mutsaka, perhaps I give you, uh, you know, the first right to respond. Uh, I, with due respect, am not really dwelling on the question. I want to uh, accept outright that the institutional incapacity of the Department of Land Affairs has uh, contributed to our failure to address the question. But uh, that's why you have a situation where white farmers, the 72% of the total uh, agricultural land, Indians 15, colors 5, 
and Africans only 4%. And that is not uh, acceptable. And uh, the ANC government has recognized that. And that's why this month, the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development convened a conference to allow South Africans to reflect on the successes or challenges facing us in this regard. My recollection is that none of these political parties were there to make contributions. Uh, So it would seem that they are not prepared to listen to the people. Because if these political parties, minority parties, have attended that meeting, they would have heard what the people are saying, and they would see the need to expedite this matter and not to put their stomach above the national uh, interest. So my view is that uh, Parliament, as it is constituted now, it is unable to resolve this matter because the progressive positions of the ANC are being blocked by the minority. And that's why I suggested to the ANC and also to the conference that maybe even before the national conference, we need a national referendum to hear from the people of South Africa what must happen. Because the, the constitution as it is now is not being utilized because if it's properly utilized, we can go a long way to resolve the questions facing us. The problem of failed land reform projects are not surprising. Because if you get people who have been deprived for more than 300 years, you give them land, you don't give them skills, you don't give them state capital, and you just give them land and walk away. There's no way that they're going to make it a success. So the failure of this project don't mean that African people are incapable of using the land. They survived for millions of years on the land without any colonial uh, settlers. What would uh, uh, would prevent them today from using uh, the land? Speaking actually of uh, the referendum, there's a a voice note where somebody is tackling that issue. Let's hear that. Hi, KG. Tabiso here in Limbop. I want to know what is the problem uh, with holding a referendum on the land question uh, in our country? I hear of all these legislative processes uh, which could still be taken, but I want to know what is the problem with holding a um, referendum on land uh, acquisition? Thank you. Maybe I ask Mr. Gordy to respond to that one. What is wrong with uh, holding a referendum to try and hopefully get expeditiously to the issue of an answer to the land restitution issue? Uh, well, firstly, you know, uh, in our constitution, uh, unless I haven't read it well, there is no place for referendum as a legally binding outcome of anything or any process. It will merely be a political expression. It must still go back to parliament and parliament can decide whatever it wants to do. That's why even with all the consultations that parliamentary process involves, parliament is not bound to take the views that have been expressed. So I think the issue of referendum 
uh, being bandied around. Uh, it might just be reflecting the frustration that people have, but legally, it, there is no. It is not a legal instrument to determine anything. But can I just answer to the last voice note on failed projects and Zimbabwe? Sure, sure. Can we can we help our people? They 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 must read. They must not use the narratives that they get from, uh, you know, biased media. So the gentleman is not aware that uh, this year Zimbabwe is actually going to have a bumper harvest, and he's not aware that uh, last year, for the first time ever since wheat was planted in Zimbabwe, they had a bumper harvest of wheat that they would even be able to export. So let's no longer use Zimbabwe as a failed experiment for, uh, you know, land restitution. Insofar as failed projects are concerned, I just want to say, you know, I'm sitting with a pastor in Pumalang, somewhere in Chakastad, uh, towards Bad Plus. He's a farmer, small-scale farmer. He's planting all sorts of things, very successful. And he has been pleading and knocking at government doors for help so that he can expand without success. I've been to areas around Pitritif. There are many people who want to farm. They want land. They don't have land. Uh, they are experienced. They are willing. So to have one failed project somewhere cannot be a definition of whether we need land reform or not. And land reform or must be seen in the context of decolonization because colonization was about land disposition. Mm. So if we're going to say we've decolonized and the land still remains in the hands of those who dispossessed us, then uh, it is a contradiction in terms. Mbowana in Mafigeng, you want to join the conversation. Good morning. Yes, uh, good morning. I wanted to remind the member of parliament of ANC uh, that the resolution of 1955, the NC Freedom Charter says people shall share the country's wealth, and that is among land. So the member of parliament can change the constitution because if we go to section 26 of constitution, it says every citizen got a right to have a place to have a house. That is not happening. People are getting problems of flood, sharks burning, meaning that people don't have houses, people don't have land. And that section 25, uh, President Zuma wanted to amend that section. And at the end, he is a victim of that. Okay. Okay, Mbawana, listen on the radio. I'll ask uh, my guest to respond to you as well. KG in Bloemfontein, hi. Uh, good morning. Thank you very much for taking my call. Mm. Yes, I just find it unacceptable that uh, the do- good doctor there can come on this platform and say the problems that we're experiencing with uh, the failure to uh, deal with the land, he attributes it to the Patriotic Alliance, the Minority Flant, all these Molanian parties that are represented in Parliament. But he's not telling us why is it that I think it was the 2004 election and he managed to get uh, the presidency of town making um, more than he said. Why is it not a problem? 
Yeah, uh, your line your line has completely let you down, but I think uh, I've got the essence of what you said. Thank you, KG. Jason in Durban, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Um, and how is the uh, guests? <laughs> yes, Jason. I, I wanted to ask, um, I'm a water, and I hear about the land disposition. I don't have land myself. I want to find out from your guests there, if the ANC and the EFF do have a coalition and they do get two-thirds, would that not, not like Zimbabwe uh, gave like a period, a time period for all the white people to leave Zimbabwe? Wouldn't that be, couldn't that be a source where South African government says, okay, white people, you have, I don't know, 72 hours, there's ships at the dock, you can go leave to wherever you came from. Because I know probably there's a lot of white people that want to leave, but just can't leave. So if the government gave the opportunity to leave, okay, the J- land would literally go back. Okay. The oh. land would go back. Okay, Jason, I, I think you've asked your question, so I'm, I'm taking all the calls and then I, I guess we'll respond. Thank you for your call. All right. Thank you. Clifford uh, in Baraka. Hi, Clifford. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Clifford. Yes, yes. I don't want to join the conversation, actually. I just want to change this, all the speakers there. Uh, these people, all the political parties, they have failed when coming to the land for Africans. They failed this money. They mustn't come here and say, try to, to say anything here. We know this, all that they said is not new. They failed. Casey Gori has messed up with the, with the PC when coming to land. He has been in the parliament for about 10 years. He has never raised anything about uh, land. Motola Motecha, yes, he's got nothing to say now. He mustn't come and tell us anything about land. All the political parties have failed, and their aim when they were formed it was about land. And unfortunately, they were asking that equal land from the white regime then. They were not actually... Uh, wanted to, to, to run the country. They can't serve anybody because they were asking to be served. Okay. They know nothing about saving the people. They can't even provide land that belongs to them and their people. They can't be saved all that unless something else. Even now, nobody talks about land in parliament except the ESL. That's why he's so hated that young man. Because he's talking about very, very, very vulnerable things. He failed. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Clifford. Uh, I've also got a, a message that is on WhatsApp that I want to read to the both of you. It's from. Uh, Lukman, uh, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, in Cape Town. Good morning, KG. The reason why we are not moving forward on land is because of corruption and incompetence from our current government to administer the land already available. Um, the, The government want to take land that has been successfully farmed, threatening food security. There is enough land, but not all want to work the land. That is nonsense. Lukman in Cape Town. Dr. Motsaka, I I want you to respond to everybody and what they've been saying. Let me start off by addressing the status of the referendum. You know, uh, the Freedom Charter says uh, no one can legitimately claim authority, no government can legitimately claim authority unless it is based on the will of the people. The people that are in parliament were elected by the people. 
and parliament is defined as a forum for the consideration of national issues. So if we can have a referendum and political parties in parliament defy the outcome of that referendum, that will disqualify them from uh, claiming any authority. And therefore, I maintain that uh, the fact that a referendum is not a legal instrument in our constitution does not reduce its legitimacy and that uh, the government must seriously consider using a referendum to break this deadlock. But when I go to the uh, other callers, uh, someone, I think KG says, uh, I blame the minority party. Mm-hmm. I was part of the ANC team in the early 1986s, which proposed that we must have a, a, a multi-party democracy. But look at the old democracies like the U.S. and Britain. They still don't have more than three political parties. Now, we have more than 40 political parties because uh, their formation was not based on the revolution. It was based on access to uh, resources by re- through representation in parliament. And that lack of uh, a revolutionary vision has led us into a situation that when we deal with the land forcing, people don't address the real issues. Somebody saying the EF is the only one that is addressing the uh, land question. Mm. But the EFF voted with the minority parties, even the conservative parties like the Freedom Front Plus with the DA, the people who are holding the land belonging to the majority African people, the land which was violently dispossessed from them. Now, what, what can the EFF tell us about land if they don't even know who is the enemy on this uh, on, on this question? Another one says that uh, the problem is corruption and incompetence of government. That is not the issue. It's true that there's corruption and incompetence, but uh, that corruption collapse corruption relating to what uh, uh, is in the hands of the state. But uh, we are saying 87% of the total surface of South Africa and its productive capacity is not in the hands of the state, and that is what must be returned to the majority of the people. I didn't hear what uh, one uh, KG, I didn't hear him, oh no, Jason in Devon, I didn't hear I think he asked a question that says, <laughs> you know, uh, he says uh, white people in Zimbabwe were not given adequate time, for example, to leave uh, when the land was being taken over. Uh, it's a case of what's going to happen to white South Africans, I think, uh, when uh, when land restitution comes to pass. You know, those who would want to leave will be reactionary will be the people who don't believe in the best interest of all South Africans. Because uh, if some people have stolen land from the majority and the land is being returned to the majority, why should you leave if you believe in justice? Because uh, we cannot have uh, a situation where the majority of the people own only 4% of the total surface of the uh, of, of the country and its natural resources, because that would be a catalyst 
So a revolution which will destroy everything and everybody. And as a responsible people, we cannot await such a, an eventuality. We have to address the historical injustices that uh, we are facing. Yeah. Mr. Gordy, I want to give you as well the, uh, the right to respond to our voice notes and our callers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I think, look, the, the scarecrow of food security, it's an attempt to present a, an economic solution to a political challenge. The issue of uh, land repossession, like I indicated, is an act of decolonization. Uh, changing the patterns of the past that are still very much with us. And uh, I, I don't think that it is good that uh, Africans must consume what they don't produce. Uh, it is uh, it is very dangerous. Uh, it is not sustainable. We as African people need to have access to productive land uh, that uh, is in the hand of, of white people that reflects uh, ownership patterns of the past. The challenges of administration in terms of competence and corruption and all that, uh, these are things that uh, in the in, in a correct policy framework can be addressed, can be attended to. But even if you were to end all corruption and incompetence, if the policy position uh, in line with the current constitution and the legislative processes, it can never uh, reverse the the colonial uh, land ownership patterns. And I, I want to say that uh, uh, the people who live in the farms, in the rural areas, have no such anxieties about uh, food security because they can work. They work. Even those who are in poor areas, they, you know, they, they do something. They, they have food gardens. They, they try this. There are so many initiatives, even around where I'm staying, where people always want, how can they be assisted? to farm, to do something. So I, I think that uh, it, is, it is important that our people must not be pessimistic uh, around this thing. They must not buy into narratives around Swartrefar. If Africans were to take over, it was it, it's all going to be chaos. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but I think, uh, you know, the gist of the question we were asking is why aren't we moving forward? Uh, I think we've, uh, you know, uh, made a tremendous progress in the discussion we intended. We'd like to thank you, Dr. Matole Motsaka, former chair of the Ad Hoc Committee on Land Expropriation and NC member, Temba Godi, leader of the African People's Convention and former Skopa chair. It's 11.01. It's time for the latest news.